Hi, this is your 2023 Washington Realtors President, Alicia Harrison, and we have a very special guest for today's podcast, a gentleman by the name of Justin Patton. He was, if you remember, back in October, we held our Ignite Leadership event, and Justin was our keynote speaker. He is an um, international speaker, an executive life coach, and an all-around amazing human being. So we had the opportunity to hear Justin speak, and I was absolutely blown away by his energy, his authenticity, and I walked away with so much information that helps me not only in my business, but in my personal life as well. So Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. We're grateful that you agreed to do a follow-up podcast after our Ignite event, and I hope you enjoyed our crowd as much as we enjoyed you. Yeah, thank you, Alicia. Yeah, it felt like home when I was there, so I am honored to be back with you and Hopefully today, just share a few little insights that people can use back in their life and whatever capacity it really works for them. So I'm so, so excited to be here. So thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So one of the things that you talked about um, at our event was uh, identifying yourself when you know you were at your best. And that's something that really resonated with me. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, how to determine when you're at your best and what kind of um, traits and qualities you possess when you're there. And I think that that is something that um, is important, not just in leadership aspects of, of our world, but uh, in, in the realtor world for just the, the regular everyday realtor on the street who is just practicing and doing business. So could you talk a little bit about um, why you asked us in that session to identify when we are at our best and who we are when we're there? Yeah. So I'm going to work my way there. I think so. A couple of yeah. things. Obviously, I've spent my whole career studying leadership presence and how to build trust. And I always say that trust is your biggest competitive advantage in business and in life. But so much of that has to do with how we show up and how we communicate, if not all of it. And so to me, I always think about leadership is about you taking responsibility and accountability for how you show up in the world, how you show up with your kiddos, how you show up with your, the, you know, the people buying a home, all of that. And so for me, I think we all are doing the best we know how to do with the awareness that we have. But my whole thing is to up-level people's awareness. So when we were there at Ignite, one of the exercises, I don't want you to tell me who you want to be. I want you to actually think about a time that you really showed up your best. Because what I want people to do is anchor it to a memory they have. So I would, you know, at night I said, it could be reading a bedtime story to your kiddo. It could have been winning an award. It could have been landing a big, a big contract that you were, that, you know, it took you a long time to do, but you finally got it. But what is one moment when you look back that you're really proud of your presence and how you showed up? And the reason that's important is because when you look back at that moment and you say to yourself, what were the top three actions that I was demonstrating in that moment that allowed me to show up my best? That those three actions, Leisha, they are different for everybody. And to me, this we we throw that term out, authentic leadership, so much. And sometimes I'm like, what does that even mean? Because and this to me, this exercise is what it means to have authentic leadership. It's going to be different for everyone. So I'm going to give you a quick example. For me, when I really think about who I am at my best, um, I think about a time at my, one of my first big speaking events, speaking to a thousand people. But when I look back at it, I was confident. I was fully present for people and I was empathetic. And I'm going to tell you, in life, I know when I'm at my best personally, 
professionally, it is when I'm demonstrating those three things. So kind of put a bow on what you asked me is that I believe when you have the awareness of that vision, you're able to hold yourself more accountable. It doesn't mean we get it right all the time, but I think the awareness helps us get it right way more often. And that alone makes a really big difference in how we show up in our business, how we show up at home and all that. Absolutely. And I think that the the best point and one of the things that I took away most when we did that exercise and I implement it as often as I can is remembering to drop a defense yeah. And to be open to communication and open to feedback. And so um, even in conversations with my my husband and my daughter, um, that's something that I have, have been intentional about since attending that conference back in October. So that's really great. Yeah, I'm super proud of you. And you know, somebody somebody asked me, at least they always ask me after the event, well, it's how do you implement some of this? Because I know it gets it, we, we get busy being busy. And I'm like... Eh. I mean, it's just about what you did. It's about being intentional to say, if one of my words is empathy, can I just recognize that I've stepped out of that and I'm not being that person? And you, you're saying something really important because one of the things that I shared at Ignite is I think that people don't need to change. And that's counterintuitive to everything I think we hear a lot. Sure. I actually think that what happens is we've walked out of the truth of who we are at our best. So we're busy raising kids. We're busy in our careers. We're, we're, we, you know, somebody makes us mad. And instead of honoring those three words, we walk out of it. So I always tell people, I don't think you need to change. I think you need to remember who you are at your best and live in that space more. And it sounds like you're just more aware of who that version is of you and you're stepping into that more and more. So super proud of you. And I hope even yeah. more people are that we're able to be there and to say, huh, who am, what are those three words for me? And how would I be showing up more often if I was honoring that? Absolutely. And it's so powerful when you put it into practice. So that's really mm -hmm. great. Yeah. That's really great. Well, so next up, we'll talk a little bit about the self-confidence piece, right? So um, one thing that I remember that we were talking about is uh, comparison will destroy your self-confidence. And that is, again, such a powerful kind of tidbit to take away and to walk away with. And so um, I know I do this constantly, even preparing for this, like mm -hmm. these other people are so much better at this. And this is not something that I'm very well practiced at and very well polished at. And it just undermines and undercuts your confidence. And it does so on a daily basis. So could you tell a little bit of our, tell our listeners a little bit about how kind of to recognize this and how much our egos come into play and how to overcome. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So I'll give you a couple of things I think about. I love that you said comparison destroys confidence. Absolutely. And so does perfectionism. Mm. So you know, part of Alicia, what kind of, what I heard you say is this idea like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get on a podcast, right? How, how's it gonna go? What am I gonna say? And I think when things started changing for me and my confidence is when I let go and I said, it's not about getting all the words right. I just want to show up for people. And I believe that my voice um, is, it has a message that someone out there needs to hear. And when I started honoring that, things started changing. It was, it was never about getting the words right and being smooth and not saying um or all ah and all that. And so for me, it's, it's learning to trust that. It's interesting. There's a quote that says, um, it is easier to act yourself into a new way of thinking than it is to think yourself into a new way of acting. So what it means is I can tell you, oh, just believe you're confident. And you're like, okay, that's great. If I could if I, if I could have done that, I'd done it 10 years ago, right? So what we do is we start saying, okay, if you really wanna be confident, 
What are the actions of someone that you like? Think about someone you believe is confident. What are the actions they demonstrate? And so people will say stuff like this. We know these work. They would speak up. I'm, I'm a big believer that if you find your voice, you will find your confidence. So that would be like number one. Number two that I often share with people is you have to go on an advice detox. And what I mean by that is people that lack confidence ask everyone else in life, what do you think I should do? Um, what decision would you make? And I'm like, you have outsourced your decision making to everyone else. And you don't even trust your own voice. So what we do is we say for a period of time, it could be anything, week, two weeks, a month. I don't want you to ask anyone else what you think you should do. I want you to learn to trust your own intuition. So we would speak up. We would trust. We would go on an advice detox. Um, and and so the point of that is, is you, you look at what confident people do and pick just one or two of those actions and you start doing the actions, even if you don't feel comfortable. And what happens eventually, your mindset catches up with your actions because you're like, oh my gosh, this actually works. I spoke up in a meeting, they actually listened, or I set a boundary and those people honored it. And what happens is the more you get these quick wins, the more you start to believe in yourself. And so I'm going to kind of tie that together. So that was the first part of your question around just building confidence, what destroys it, how to build it. And I will say one final thing about that. In all of my executive coaching background, Alicia, um, if I will say out of all the executives and leaders I've ever coached, 95% at least, if you stripped all of their problems down to what it really is at the core, it is always a lack of confidence, always. And so once we figure out what's causing that and how to get through it, everyone ends up making progress. So I think it's such an issue to for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people. And if it's not an issue for people listening on today's podcast, or, you know, watching this or listening to it. It's going to be, it might be an issue for someone they work with or their kiddos or a friend of theirs. And I want them to be able to have some nuggets or insights about how they can go back and actually support them. Um, and here's, and I'm going to, I'm going to loop it to what you said in the beginning, because I believe that when people are really at their best, they're actually, most people are confident. They just, for some reason, stepped away and walked out of that. And how do we empower them and create a place that's safe enough? For them to step back into it. So I'm going to stop there and see if you have any reaction, but I know I haven't even gotten to the ego piece yet. So I can dive in whenever you're ready. <laughs> That's, perfect. That's perfect. I think that um, a lot of, again, a lot of what you're saying is so very powerful and it implements into just daily life, small interactions with the people that we see on a regular basis, our families, our, our coworkers, our office mates, um, the people at the grocery store. It just, you can bring these nuggets all the way down to the, the most granular part of our lives. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think that's, isn't that to us? I think that's what's so important. What I love about your all's industry is just like you are changing communities. You are changing people's lives and how they show up at home. And to me, what I, the reason I love what I get to teach, it does affect every part of your life. And I don't want to just teach people how to use these, these actions or techniques for just business to get what they want. I want you to go out there and say, how do you love better? How do you communicate better? How do you how do you build trust and build a successful business that that was beyond even your wildest dreams? I'm such a believer it has to do with how we show up. But if it's authentic, it's not just going to be in one space. You don't just get to be kind and loving and build trust with your clients, but then go home and be a jerk. I'm like, it doesn't work that way, right? Which is 
Um, Because I coach a lot of people and they say, Justin, sometimes I treat my work family better than I do my own family, you know? And so, hey, that's okay. There's some work to do and let's figure out what that work is, you know? Beautiful. That's perfect. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how our egos come into play when it comes to um, our confidence. Yeah. So the reason, so I'm going to define it because I think how we define words is really important. So we always say ego is any fear-based thought that pulls you out of the truth of who you are, which is why the exercise we did at the start of all this is so important. Most people don't know who they are at their best, but what happens? Fear is going to kick in and it's going to, and it's your ego. It's going to pull you out of it. And I always say this, this is to answer your question. Um, ego will always catapult you into an extreme version of yourself. So one way it happens is in self-doubt. So we, 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 we walk out of that confident version and we're like, my boss is never going to, um, you know, give me a promotion. They're, they don't ever see my value. My partner's never going to love me. Um, you know, it goes into victimhood. And that there's moments that we all are going to go there. What I don't want us to do is to stay in that space. That's not the truth of who we are. But the other way it shows up is we do the exact opposite. So then we go to bravado. It's this arrogance, this over the top confidence that's not that's not real mm-hmm. and so to me confidence has a level of humility quietness about it it's not trying to prove itself to other people but when you go into your ego you either believe you're not good enough or you think you're the absolutely the best version out there and no one else can touch you. And here's what I'll say to everyone listening. We all have ego. I always joke and when, I, when we teach the session, because people will be like, I don't know why we're talking about this. I'm like, you're the one I'm worried about because <laughs> we all have it. I have it. You have it. Kiddos have it. And I think, isn't that the, the work is to recognize when I go there, when I realize I've, I've walked into self-doubt and to say, um, Oh my gosh, the economy is crazy. Interest rates are so high. I'm not going to be able to do this. That that's not the truth of who you are. You're having a mo- that's a moment. And to be able to recognize I it's a moment and it's okay to feel as someone who teaches emotional intelligence, we say all the emotions serve a purpose. So recognize it for what it is, but then be able to bring yourself back out of that versus staying in that doom and gloom for a really long period of time. You got to be able to recognize it so that you can move through it. That's outstanding. And what's great is uh, uh, my first, my, you know, my, my most important role, I will say is that of a mother. Um, I am responsible for raising a human to be a functioning member of society and a, and a good individual. And so now she's going to hear this podcast over and over and over again, because I think that's one of those things that the earlier we adopt that kind of thinking and understanding the better off we are through the rest of our lives. So that's, you know what I, yeah, what I love that you're saying, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of people post on like social media, good vibes only. I don't know if we all see that. I see it in <laughs> yes. people's offices. I see it on Instagram and it really bothers me. And here's why, because as someone who teaches, first of all, a confidence, but also emotional intelligence, it's all emotions serve a purpose, not just the good ones. And so what happens is we only want to deal with the feel good stuff. I want to feel valued and trusted and loved. And But what happens when we feel, you know, um, betrayed or hurt or disappointed or sad? And what happens is when we don't know how to deal with it, then we try to avoid it. And then we stay in that, we stay in that self-doubt space even longer because we don't recognize it for what it is and say, I just read that. I, I'm, I'm going to share something I just read. I haven't thought through it enough. I'm going to write about it. But he goes, our job is to feel the emotion without becoming it. And I love that. 
can we feel the emotion, recognize that I'm that I'm in it and it's okay without like I might feel anger, but I don't get to act on anger. Like that's the difference, right? I can feel betrayed, but I don't have to act and betray other people. And so understanding it's okay. To, that's to me, that's high emotional intelligence, high leadership is to be able to feel it without having to act or actually without having to become it um, in the process. Yeah. Sure. That's great, Justin. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to switch gears again a little bit, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, body language. Yeah. And so you mentioned um, four four power zones when we were yeah. talking, and we talked about a few um, different ways to utilize those to, you know, be stronger in our leadership presence. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So for those that don't know, I studied body language from a former FBI agent. That is actually how I started my business from the beginning. And here's the difference. It was never about how to read other people. It's a sexy topic. And people always want to say, oh, I want to know how did that person's line or whatever. And I'm like, if you're so worried about reading other people, you're not focused on connection and everything in your all's business is all about connection and building trust. So I'm going to, to answer your question, there are four power zones on the body that if you use them correctly, you will either show up as confident and powerful or empathetic and collaborative. And the key is there's a time to be both Absolutely. and you just have to know how to use them. So here's the four power zones. Number one, it's your neck dimple. It's this part of your body. And this is why I don't know if anyone ever watched Tyra Banks on America's Next Top Model, but she always told women to elongate their neck. And I think she knew that when you start crossing, women do this a lot when they're nervous and uncomfortable. Men will adjust their tie, but this doesn't look nearly as confident as when I keep this part of my body open. Number two is your torso. And so when, I, when I'm up and I'm standing up and I'm speaking, when I keep this part of my body open, I will always look more confident than if I do something like this. I know you can't see below me, but number three, and I always tell people, this is all you remember, I will be upset, but it's your naughty bits. And the reason we say that is if somebody's standing up, giving a speech and they're nervous, watch, they always cover their hands in front of them, always. And then the last one is your feet. And so, and so it's your neck dimple, your torso, your naughty bits and your feet. And the key is if you keep them open you will always appear more confident. I could sit right here and talk to you with my, like I, the formula that we give people is confidence equals space plus height. So even though on camera, I can take up a lot of space and it's going to come across as more confident. Mm -hmm. so, so if anyone listening, think about a moment in your business that you need to be confident and powerful. So like, at least can I, can I ask you a question? So think of like in your all's business, like what is even in leadership roles, what's one moment in your all's business that you think, okay, that's one place I need to be confident and powerful. What comes up for you there? Uh, negotiating our compensation with our clients. Yeah, I love that. That's a moment you want to understand like the seriousness of it and be confident. But then there's a time in your business to be empathetic and collaborative. And then when would you tell me one of those moments are? Um, probably when we're negotiating out or considering the inspection response, and there might be some things that the buyer needs to ask for and that they need to determine what they want to do, or the seller has to decide how they want to proceed. So around either side of the inspection contingency. So what we do is I break every rule that I just taught you. So if all those power zones are about staying open, I actually almost cover up every one of them. Because in this moment of empathy, I actually try to make myself smaller. My job is to build trust. I don't need to be confident and powerful. I want you to know that I'm here and I get you. And there's four power zones that are four gestures of empathy. So I'm just touch on them very quickly. Um, number one is I... 
um, lean in because we know that if you lean in, it shows that it, the, the impression is that you're interested. I tilt and nod my head like this. You, everyone go back and watch it. You're going to see me doing it a lot. I just do it naturally. But it means like this is the classic sign of empathy is I get you. Now, if I'm trying to be powerful, I don't do that. I look straight forward and I'm like, okay, let's do it. Right. So um, I'm going to tilt. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to tilt and nod my head. My feet that I always ask people, what's the most honest part of the body? It's actually your feet. So your feet will always face the direction of your intention. This talking to you this way feels very different than if I look at you uh, like this, but my feet are turned away. It, it just feels different. Sure. And then the, and the fourth one is um, eye contact. So out of a hundred percent, we've been told our whole life, look people in the face and eyes. But if you can tell your client needs a moment, you actually need to break eye contact so that we make it safe. They can think about what they need to think about. And then we re-engage. So empathy is covering up those four power zones, Point your feet, tilt and nod your head, maintain between 60 and 70% consistent eye contact and, and lean in. But here's the deal. I'm going to put the bow on this. People are like, oh my God, I can't remember all that. That's a lot to take in. And I would say, choose one, right? Sure. I always say going to the gym and working out for the first time isn't easy either. And But over time, you're like, oh, it just kind of becomes muscle memory. So for a lot of people out there, I would say if you're not pointing your feet just directly to people when you're talking to them, with your clients, when you're negotiating, when you're in meetings, maybe you just start there. I had a mom come up to me after this big conference, Alicia, and she goes, thank you. She goes, I think as a mom, she goes, as a mom, I'm just, I feel like I'm multitasking every moment of the day. She goes, my kids come home. She goes, I'm getting ready for dinner. I'm helping them with their homework. Then we got to get them ready for bed. She goes, I don't even know if I even just directly face my own kids and just say, how was your day? Because she's cooking dinner while she's doing it. And it's just about how are we showing up for people, especially the people that we love the most. And so just, there's just a couple nuggets. You don't have to do everything with all of it, but pick one thing and do something with it. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And and I agree. I think, you know, when you take the time to to stop what you're doing, whatever it is you're doing and and face the person to whom you're speaking and really in, in, look at them, it makes all the difference in the world in connection. And you're right. Our, our industry, my industry is relationship building. I sell houses, sure, but it's a side, it's a, it's a byproduct of building relationships with people. So that's huge. That's well, huge. And going back to the very first thing that we said is when I said the reason I talk so much about trust, especially with your all's business, mm -hmm. I say that trust is your biggest competitive advantage. And why is that? Because it is the only thing that keeps people coming back again and again. That is it. It's what makes people refer other people. It's why they go on social media and give you great reviews. Trust is what makes people come back, whether it's our partners, whether it's our kids when they when they grow up and they go off and, and they can actually be independent, don't have to be with us. It's right. when they decide, do they want to have a relationship with us? Trust is what keeps people coming back. And, and so much of that, again, is how we show up for people and how we communicate. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think that kind of ties into our next topic too, is trust and trust is what keeps our clients coming back and referring others, but credibility also. Credibility yeah. is, um, I think, part and parcel to trust and a big part of it. So can you talk a little bit about how we develop credibility with the people in our sphere, the people in our in our world? Um, we talked a little bit at, the, at Ignite 
um, kind of tying in about some of the three factors that you have identified that help us do that. So um, can you share that a little bit here? Yeah. So when we talk about what makes you credible, I want you to know some kind of research. So not our opinion. The three factors are your image. So mm -hmm. it's how you look. Do you look like you fit in with the group of people? So is do you look like what somebody thought that realtor was going to look like for them, right? Number two is... Um, image, it's competence. So do I believe that you have the smarts to actually do the job? So image, competence, and the last one is character. And so character is about how you act. So first one is how you look. Second one's what you know. The, the third one um, character is how you actually act and actually treat people. We always hire for two. We fire for one. So we typically hire for image and competence. We typically fire people because of character. And so it's interesting because if I was to go out there with all your members watching right now, if you ask somebody to write down their, their, their favorite leader of all time and you say, write down the top three actions that leader did that you really respected about them. I'm going to tell you two out of the three actions are always heart words. It's the character piece. They built trust. They listened to me. They let me, they, they were, they gave me some freedom. It's always the heart stuff. That is what we look back on typically and appreciate and respect about people. And so to your point, yes. And I also think, let me, let me tie the, the kind of the dot there, Alicia, is I also think the character piece is actually how we build trust. And it's the consistent ability to maintain, have care, have good character that makes people say, listen, I know you're not going to get it right every time, right. but when you don't get it right, I believe you'll make it right. I believe you'll be honest with me about it. You won't blindside me. You know, you'll, you'll tell me the truth and, and I'll feel like we're in this together. And so that to me is all about um, kind of that piece on character and why character is so important, which is why when people say, I don't like touchy feely stuff, like, look, come on, like, let's leave it out. And I'm like, What's ludicrous about that comment for anyone watching, because I know there will be people out there like, oh, touchy feely stuff is this. It's you say you want to you want a marriage or want to have a relationship with your kids where they love and respect you. You want employees that are engaged and work really hard. I'm like, do you not get that? That's all feeling based. Yeah. That, like everything that's meaningful is all based in this heart space of character and trust and it's all a feeling and, and it's based on how you show up and treat people. So um, that to me is just about, and if you just go back to the first exercise about who are you at your best, those three words will help you have better character in how you actually show up and treat people. That's fantastic. That That's fantastic. Um, so we talked a little bit about building trust and being trustworthy. Uh, um, and again, that our, our, my industry, realtors are relationship-based and you can't build that relationship without trust. And I feel that, again, gets very granular all the way down to the day-to-day -day relationships that we have in our lives, the 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 grocery store clerk and the bank teller. And, um, you know, you don't have to know their family history or any of that stuff, but to have that moment where you your character shines through and all of those everyday interactions is so very powerful. Um and we've talked about how that's foundational, you know, the building trust is foundational to building our relationships. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that does show up in our day-to-day -day actions, how we put like, again, kind of wrapping this up a touch, how we put all of this into practice to show up better in, in even the small aspects of our lives, because we all know that'll help us in the, the larger aspects of our lives as well. 
One of the main things that I, I hope that I was able to communicate with the Ignite group and everyone here is that I talked about how important it is to manage the glimpses that people get. Because most people in the community will never know you at the level of your family and your best friend, those people at the bank, the grocery store, social media, what you post online, most people are only getting glimpses of you. And based on the glimpse that they get, they will decide, do I trust you? Do I think that you're someone I would refer? All of that. And so now going to your question is, how do we implement it? Number one is, are you managing the glimpses that people get? The only, and I want you to do it in an authentic way. The way to do that is to get really clear about who you are at your best. And I would even say this, when you write your three words down, just pick one right now to say out of my three words for the next month, I am just really going to go all in on this one. One, It could be confidence for some of your people listening. It could be empathy for others, being fully present and not distracted. It could be someone else might say, you know what, it's being smart. If that's it, how are you building your knowledge in your industry? How are you post? Are you posting on social media about stuff? And so whatever that is, just go all in on trying to really be mindful of the one word about who you are at your best. I think it will tie everything else in that we've discussed if that's what you do. I don't think we have to do a lot. I just think we need to do a lot with, with the little that, that we decide to take action on. Well, and that makes it digestible, right? That makes yeah. it, we can put it into practice if we look at it that way. And if you do that for a month and then you move on to another aspect in a month, I mean, it personal growth and, and self-development. Like you said, we talk about the heart things and kind of mm -hmm. sometimes feeling like that's in a different, like it's a little airy fairy or whatever, but the <laughs> fact is that's growth. And it's how, if we, if we yeah. stop doing that, we stop doing everything. So, well, and I want to share this, obviously I'm a coach, so I always ask questions. So for everyone watching, I'm not going to coach you individually. So I'll ask you the question, like the people watching the question yeah. is if I was coaching someone, I believe everyone else already knows the answer of what they need to do to improve. So it, it's not rocket science. It's just that we're so busy being busy that we don't do the work. So I always say to somebody, I would say right now, what is just the next right answer that you know you need to do if you were going to show up and have better relationships in your life. Whatever that answer is for the person listening right. out there would be able to say, get clear about that answer for you and then, uh, then decide what would action look like over the next week. Could you tell someone that you're working on it, that you trust, whether it's a partner, a friend, say, hey, I'm going to work on this. Uh, if, By the way, if it's something you really need work on, they're not going to be surprised. They're going to be like, oh, my God, it's about time. <laughs> right? Thank you. But, yeah, right? But it's but it's those people that we can talk to about it and say, this is what I learned. And, um, you, know, um, you know, this is what I think that. Um, I need to do, I need to do differently. And what do you think? And you can bounce it off. I think that's how we grow, especially in a circle that's safe, that yeah. we can share those moments with. And so don't feel like you got to take on a lot, but take on something that you know right now and say, what is the thing that I need to do right now? Just the next right answer that would help me improve the relationships in my life and in whatever that is, take action on it. Yeah, that's huge. That That's awesome. Uh, well, Justin, I got to say, this has been a pleasure. This was, um, and and you made it very much less intimidating. So thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but, uh, and we definitely appreciate you taking the time to be with us this um, today and, and reach out to a wider, uh, wider audience of our members. Um, I hope that we get you back for an event in the future. It was, uh, and guys, I got to say, if you see him on the ticket, 
10, Justin Patton brings the heat. It was amazing. Um, but um, I wanted to, before we kind of close out, uh, I know when we left our event Ignite, um, I walked away with a treasure trove of books and I'm through one and a half of them already. Oh. And so I wanted to see if you had an opportunity, if you could tell us a little bit about what you've written and where we can find um, your books or anything else you'd like to share about you and your business and, and um, how we can reach you and follow you. Sure. I, I'm going to keep that quick, but to your point, I've written four books all on Amazon. So anybody wants to take a look, my first leadership book was called Bold New You. And that's really where I dive into really, um, I did not show up teaching, like living this, a lot of this early on in my life. And so I kind of, my dad died at 18 and I emotionally disconnected and um, did not show up well. And so that book was about what were the principles that kind of helped me wake up and change my life, but also now the clients that I get to work with. And then I just recently wrote a book on trust about what does it actually take to build self-trust but also trust um, with other people. And that one's called Your Road to Yes. Um, so all of those on Amazon, but also just Leisha, just really quick as we tie this up, just say thank you. I, I'm just so proud that that I get to work with a lot of associations and I can't say it is everyone that I worked with um, at Washington Realtors Association was all in on doing everything they could for their members. And I just say, as someone who works a lot with other people, I just admire that about you. I know if I can feel that, I'm confident that your members feel that as well. And I love that you keep doing stuff like this to pour into them. So thank you all for what you're doing as well. Absolutely. No, that's true. We have a phenomenal staff at Washington Realtors yeah. and we're very, very blessed with that. Um, thank you so much for your time today. And I hope that I get to see you soon. Likewise. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.